Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's LRL Footy Tips for Finals Week 1. We have finally arrived, we've been waiting for it all year. The finals have kicked off and we are ready to go. Four massive matches this week, two teams will be eliminated. We've got two massive top four battles, the Penrith Panthers versus Parramatta Eels and the Cronulla Sharks versus the North Queensland Cowboys. I'm ready to sit back, watch all these games of football and... You know, may, may the best team win. But to preview these games, I can't do this alone. I've got three resident experts in here to tip three of the four games with me. And Nicole Chimitreski, he was so good last week that I had to invite him back this week. Um, he is in, going to be in later to tip the Raiders versus the Storm. But for the moment, I'm going to bring the boys in now, one at a time. They've all been on the show before. You know them well, especially if you're a massive Steve's NRL Footy Tips fan. Let's be honest, who isn't a massive Steve's NRL Footy t uh, Tips fan? First, I'm going to bring in the two guys that their teams aren't playing finals football in 2022. Um, I'm going to bring in Matt Dupont first. And Dupy, obviously, not the uh, year that you wanted for the Gold Coast Titans. It was a um, a year of a lot of turmoil. But let's look at the positives. You ended the season fairly well. And you avoided the dreaded wooden spoon. You gave that to the West Tigers. Matt Dupont, how are you? And, um, yeah, what did you think of the Gold Coast Titans season, I guess, before we get started? Yeah, certainly doing a lot better than my footy team did. Um, as you said, uh, you know, obviously a lot of turmoil and whatnot with us, with, you know, certain players, one in particular, getting paid a stupid amount of money, not really playing to their potential. But it was good to finish off the season strongly. Um, I thought the young kids were really good. Uh, Tanner Boyd had a really good last month. And I thought Bo Firma was easily our best player all season. Um and it was good to good to see him get a lot of reward for all the hard work he's put in because he's had wretched run of injuries um, before this season. But uh, hopefully, with the additions to the spine in foreign and Verils, will be a bit more to look forward to going into next year. What about the finals, mate? It could be potentially the best final series we've seen in years. You're excited to get into this week's games and give them a preview, and, and ultimately watch them come the weekend. Uh, absolutely. This is probably the first, oh God, like, if we're thinking like the last 10 years, the, probably the first week of finals where I think every game could be an upset this weekend. Like, I think the comp is so much closer, certainly closer than last year. Um, and yeah, like, I could honestly see any anything happening this weekend in terms of results-wise. All right, bringing in Matt Cosgrew now. He's got the record for the most appearances on Steve's NRL Footy Tips. We're going to have to cut that off sh short because, you know, he's starting to demand money when he appears on the show. He thinks he's he's bigger than the fans that listen to this thing. Matt Cosgrew, St. George of Dragons, mate, um, finished 10th ultimately this season. But let's look at the positives. 12-12, and 12, most years that would get you into the finals. It obviously didn't this year, but... You know, it was good last month of football there for the Dragons. I thought, you know, they might have put the toys, threw the toys out of the cot and kind of self-employed that last month. But they didn't. They stuck together. They got some late wins, including the good final win over the Broncos that, you know, sealed the Broncos' fate ultimately. And someone called this when they were $17 to miss the, miss the top eight on the uh, podcast. That was me. But, Cos, how did you, uh, what did you think about the Dragons' season? And, you know, you've been on the show so far this year, but their last month was pretty impressive. Yeah, that last month month was um was all right, you know, uh, and also we got a uh, 
future Dalio medalist on the, on the team too. So we'll take a couple of positives out of it. I'm calling it early. I reckon he'll win it. You're calling it the layer. Be cool. Yeah, I'll call it. I think Nico, Nico Hines will get close, but I think Ben will just win. Monster no chance? Nah, screw him. Okay, um, yep. But yeah, that no, was a good last month. He had a couple of good wins there, and um, yeah, it was nice to uh, end Brisbane season, even though it was really over be- before that game on the weekend. But yeah, other than that, twelve and twelve, as you said, would usually get you into the finals. But this year wasn't to be, so we'll uh, we'll have a end of season barbecue and get on for next year. <laughs> well, well, the Gold Coast Titans, the mighty Gold Coast Titans, made the finals last year with ten wins and fourteen losses. So yeah, I know. I looked at the ladder. Last year's ladder and this year's ladder, and we had like four or six points more than them last year. But oh well. But always next year, mate. And you know, the Dragons yeah, fans are used to saying that. Four years now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about the, the weekend's action? You excited for this year's final series? Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend, as um, Doopy said before. Like it's pretty close, and um, I, I think all the games are fifty-fifty. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens over the weekend. And the man that I'm going to bring in now is teams actually playing in the finals, and he's been on the show this year as well. I'm going to welcome to the show Josh Duncan. Josh, huge win last week. The Eels getting over the storm. I said, and I've said all year, that the Eels don't make the grand final. It's a disappointing season for them. And I actually tipped the storm last week, and I thought the Eels could still win it from outside the top eight. I actually, outside the top four, sorry, outside the top eight would be impressive. But outside the top four, um, I said that they could win it from. And, uh, you know, they impressed me last week. They... They got the job done, so they get two chances at least now. And, you know, huge game against the Panthers this week. When you were on the show earlier this year, we talked about Parramatta's consistency, and we're going to preview that game first, so we'll talk about it more, um, you know, when we get to it. But, you know, obviously it's improved over the last month. I feel like Parramatta, at least in my opinion, are now playing a much more confident brand of football than we've seen Parramatta play at this point of the season in previous years. How are you seeing Parramatta heading into uh, a final series, which is pretty much make or break in terms of the next five years for the club? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, the three wins on the trot for Parra over the last three weeks is finally finding some consistency. And the, sh- the bad thing about Parramatta is usually I can tell in the first five to ten minutes if we're going to lose, if we're going to get thrashed or we're going to compete in a game just by our body language, just by the way we turn up. And the last three weeks, I haven't seen any of that poor, poor attitude, poor, um, just poor body language going into it, getting run over by, um, run over by the forwards. Our forwards have been setting the platform. Um, Reed Marnie has been excellent the last couple of weeks. And ever since that loss to the Bunnies, um, I think that was our last loss. Is just we've just improved it's... out of sight, out of mind. And Mitch Moses coming back as well. He he played incredibly. That's um, what I was about to say. Colin Cedar with his return. Yeah, lost the game, and I think since he's come back. Yeah, since he broke his broke his finger or something. But yeah, look, we we finally hit our stride um, after a whole season of up and down, topsy turvy not able to string a couple of wins together to save our lives so really excited for um this final series and i think if penrith are going to be beat this year we're going to be the ones who will do it so it's um a big a big week one of the finals 
I know you're confident because this is the most... Co- the way, the demeanour that you've come on the podcast today, let me just say, Josh, it's the most confident I've seen you in years. I've got to be honest. This yeah. is this is a new man. Yeah. This is a new man I'm talking to right now. Yeah, this, is, this is funny because literally week in, week out, it's like, oh, yeah, we're doing well. Oh, no, we're did shit. And then it's just... So the last three weeks has just been fantastic to watch the games. And hopefully that'll um, hopefully that'll continue. Unlike our unlike our super coach competition, I hope the Eels don't fade away now that they're in this position like you did this season, mate. But um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, we got do not want that. we've got four big games to preview this week, and you know, uh, originally I had some other guests in mind. They couldn't make it on this week, or I didn't give them enough kind of time and, and time's a little bit limited I was going to have Barra on so um, last night we recording this on a Wednesday night on Tuesday night me and Colchi recorded our portion of the show with the Storm versus Raiders preview but I'll still get you guys thoughts on that game as we get to it but you know four big games to preview we're going to get into all the action shortly Steve's NRL footy tips is the place to you know we're not professionals here but we're going to give you a good preview of each of these games of these finals and at the end of the show I don't know if you guys want to join me but I'm actually going to reveal my bracket of every week of the finals how I think it's going to go now no my luck it's going to get busted in the first game of the finals and I'll probably get that prediction wrong and the whole bracket will be out but I'm going to attempt to predict the whole bracket this year before we get into previewing the Panthers versus the Eagles which is a huge game it's going to kick off the finals this year please remember to like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook subscribe wherever you guys listen to your favourite podcasts whether it be Spotify Apple Podcast Anchor Google Podcast I think Beak is a, a, a podcast platform. We're everywhere. But uh, just subscribe, like, leave a review, and, you know, help grow the show. And this is my third season doing this. These guys have been on multiple times. I appreciate you guys coming on the show again. And are you guys ready to start previewing the 2022 finals? Well, there's three of you on, so I'm not even going to let you answer that because you're all trying to answer it once. You guys are ready. I know you are. I'm ready. Let's get to it. The action kicks off this week. At 7.50 from Blue Bet Stadium up there in Penrith on Friday night. It's the Penrith Panthers versus the Parramatta Eels. And over their history, these two clubs have played 105 games against each other. It's the Eels with a 60-44 to advantage in head-to-head with one draw. They've only played, despite the fact that these two teams have been in the competition together for about 50 years, they've only played in three finals matches. One in the 80s, one in 2000, I believe it was and one in 2020, uh, 2020, 2021 last year, and that ultimately is the only game that the Panthers have won. So the Eagles have a 2-1 to one advantage over them in finals match. Of course, they won 8-6 in a very controversial game last year. But, but, this, <laughs> but this year, it's the Eagles that have won both games. They won... Um, that that round 20 game where Nathan Cleary got sent off 34-10. Huge winners in that game. And in round nine, they uh, survived, uh, you know, Penrith coming at them late in that game to win that game 22-20. to 20. So the Eagles have the recent advantage over the Penrith Panthers. I'm going to start with the Parramatta fan in the room, Josh. Um, mate, how do you think Parramatta travelling heading into this game? Ultimately, we just talked about, you know, their form in recent times. But obviously, you know, the past five years or so, they've been in this position a lot of times. And... Um, ultimately not delivered in the finals. And in the top four now, it was a huge win last week against the Storm. How do you think Parramatta are preparing heading into this game? And, you know, you seem like a confident man. 
are you confident they can get up and cause a massive upset come Friday night? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we've been in this position a couple of times before um, when we played Melbourne um, in week one of the finals a couple of years back and we played probably the best game we've played in a long time and then it ended up getting thrashed the next week. And last year, up against Penrith, controversial loss, 8-6, which the, the ref... The ref was basically paid off by Penrith and gave them about four or five decisive calls in that game, which, um, you know, I'm still salty about, but, like... I can't tell. It shouldn't happen in a finals game. But this year, I'm a lot more confident. We we beat Penrith at their home grounds. Um, We were the first team to beat them in their home ground in a couple of years or something like that. It's just a ridiculous stat that... Penrith are incredible at their home ground, but Penrith, um, especially the last couple of games, and even though the recent history we've had um, lost 40 to 6 in round 25, 2021, and then lost 8 to 6 in the final series, this year they just. We just seem to match up with Penrith really well. We seem to get into the grit, we seem to get into the grind, we seem to match them for intensity and then Penrith can't um, Penrith haven't been able to get back even though Cleary was sent off in that game, I was still confident in our start that we could have won that game even with Cleary still on the field so it's very going to be an extremely interesting game to watch and I think if we can if we can dominate for the first 15 minutes we will go on to win the game Big call. Um, Tupi, going into this game, what about you, mate? You're a neutral supporter, obviously not supporting either one of these sides, but, you know, we've talked, you've been on the show multiple times for the past year, and we've talked about Penrith's dominance. Now, ultimately, you know, being two grand finals, one last year's grand final. In final series, though, they've won seven finals matches in the last two years. They've only outscored their opponents in tries. They've only scored more tries than their opposition in two out of those seven games. So, a lot of times... Fans talk about the dominance of Penrith, but it kind of hasn't been there in the finals. They um, often grind out their victories. I'm expecting a similar kind of game come Friday night. But, you know, you talked all through 2021 and ultimately in the finals about Penrith and how dominant they were. Do you think it's a similar situation this year? Or do you think the Eels are red hot and going to be right there um, to cause a massive ball over come Friday night? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Penrith can really rely on that sort of game plan going into this game. Obviously, Parramatta have been running rampant, playing absolutely fantastic, entertaining um, football with the ball in hand. Um, and I think that Penrith are going to have to, you know, be on their game in terms of their attack because I expect Parramatta to score quite a quite a lot of points in this game. I think this will be a pretty high-scoring game. And the fact that how many... Well, it's been like six or seven weeks since Penrith's best 17 have all played together. And that's another big thing, especially going into this game, because Parramatta, the last three weeks, have all been playing together again, and they look, they look red-hot at the moment. And I think that going into this game, Parramatta have definitely got all the momentum. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, um, 
you know, you look at um, Penrith and, and resting all those players. And I said on the podcast last week, I thought it might have been a bit of a mistake because if they had beaten the Cowboys last week, they potentially could have been playing the Cowboys last week instead of the Eels. And it's never, I guess, a, a huge mistake resting your players and getting you fit from that point of view for the finals. But there's also something to be said about teams coming in with a lot of confidence and, and you know, not having that break. And, you know, for Panthers, I think it's different than a lot of other seasons because ultimately Cleary's been out since round 20. Jerome Lewis hasn't got too much football in his legs. And guys like Dylan Edwards and Appy Corsair have been in and out of the team for the last month. So is there something to say about the cohesion? Obviously, their team has played together for so long, and a lot of them played together their entire junior careers before they got to the NRL. But in terms of recent times, the Eagles are coming in, you know, red hot. They, you know, got to the top four for an absolute war last week against the Storm where they blew them off the park in the uh, first half. I think that there's a lot to be said about that and bringing that confidence in compared to a team that, as you mentioned, they're a little bit, you know, they've played together a lot in their lives, but in recent times, they, you know, they've been used to playing with people that, you know, like someone like Sean O'Sullivan or guys that have come in and done a job there, but not necessarily their full 17. So, yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying there, man. Yeah, and to me, it smells a lot of week one last year for Penrith because, Obviously, everybody thought that they were going to get past South with relative ease. But I think a lot of people forgot that um, with Nathan Cleary's injury and whatnot, he didn't have like a massive amount of games before finals. And I think this sort of feels the same to me. And I think absolutely momentum is such a big thing these days. I think the Cowboys will be really confident. I know that they beat a non, you know, a pretty a Parramatta team. That sorry, a Panthers team that were missing everybody, but they still beat the minor premiers by 30 points. Um, and, yeah, look, I, I just think at the moment, Parramatta have got all the momentum and I'm baffled by the, it was like $3.20 odds on Parramatta. Like, really, I think there's so much value there. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I would agree with that completely. We also haven't talked about, before I get Coz's opinion, um, about how both teams are travelling, Taylor May. And, you know, I know that Josh had a lot to say about it in our personal group chat, and um, I'll let you have a, a bit of a tee-off in a sec, Josh, but I think that it's a disgusting um, look for the NRL. Obviously, he's getting punished two weeks, and to, for the NRL to come out and say that, you know, we don't want the fans to suffer. Well, really, the Eagles fans are suffering by having him out there. The bloke has done the crime. When have we ever seen in the history of our game a suspension be backdated till next year? He can even go to the World Cup after the finals and not serve those two games until 2023. I think it's a terrible act. What about Lindsay Collins? He just got four-week suspension. What? You're saying that he can miss those games because it was on-field, but a guy that you know does an off-field incident you know, can wait till 2023. It's just very high... Uh, here critical. I think if there's any suspensions coming out of this game, then every any team that it affects coming into the next three weeks of this competition is these finals can complain and go, well, where's the fairness in that? What do you think, Josh? I know that you went off. Um, I think you pretty much echo my sentiments. Oh, it's a dead set joke. I mean, Penrith player or no Penrith player, if it had been any player that in the final series they had decided that for, even if it was a Parramatta player, he was convicted in a court of law and had to pay, even though it was a fine and paid the victim compensation, 
he was still found guilty in a court of law for something that happened last year. So why are we extend? Why are we delaying that suspension till next year? It's a dead set joke. And the fact that Peter Volandis came out today saying that they didn't want to um, impact the Penrith fans, it's just it. It's mind boggling that they would say that. It's mind boggling that they would make any comment on that. Like they've just put themselves in a box here. Every single lawyer that goes to the judiciary for the final series this week will say, hang on a second, we didn't want, we don't want to affect our fans. We want our best players on the field. So we're going to try and get our players off the judiciary because of what Peter Volandis has said. It's, it's just one of the worst decisions I've ever heard of in the history of rugby league. It's just... I just don't get it. If we're talking about fans suffering, then I know that, again, it was on-field and, and um, Taylor Mays was off-field. What about Patrick Carrigan when he got suspended? You don't think those are important games for the Broncos? If Carrigan was out there, Brisbane could be playing finals right now for those four weeks if he yeah. played. So if, if say, if, um, if going into the finals, Mitchell Moses gets done for the judiciary in the semi-final going into the grand final and then he gets suspended, he loses it, then we Parramatta loses their halfback for the grand final, that's going to affect the fans and that's going to affect the game. So is he going to get off for the grand final and service suspension next year? No, he's not. If he, do, if he does the crime, he will do the time in the judiciary. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. We haven't heard from one man. He's been very quiet, suspiciously quiet for a long period of time. Kozaru... What do you think? Do you think the Eels are the real deal this season? Do you think they can cause a massive upset? And we haven't talked too much about Penrith yet. How do you think the Premiers are travelling heading into this year's final series? Uh, the Premiers, Penrith. Yes. Yeah, they're going all right. I mean, you know, they had the luxury of resting 10 players last week. I mean, you know, they, they earned that. I don't see that, you know. I know some people out there think it's, uh, you know, disrespectful to the opposition or whatnot. But, uh, you know, if you've earned the right... How many points did they finish ahead of North Queensland? Like six or eight. Six or eight points. Yeah. Like, you've earned that right throughout a long season. You know, the trials date back to February and, you know, your origin in the middle there, which, you know, they, they had a big chunk representing um, New South Wales there. And, you know, so Cleary's had uh, an extra five weeks off for that tackle. And um, so I reckon... You know, they'll be fresh, but in saying that, they haven't been playing together, as I think Doopy touched on earlier. So, Parramatta, for me, have the momentum going into this week, and we'll be looking to uh, cause a boil over on Friday night. In saying that, there shouldn't be any excuse for Penrith because they've had so t- much time off, and a lot of it has been the decision of the club to do that. So, if you're a Penrith, if you're a Penrith fan, you're expecting them to be at their best come Friday night. Yeah. Um, and, and they know how to. They know how to play together. Like they've been doing this for, you know, this is their third season where they've had pretty much this solid team that's been up the top for for so long now. So you know, let me they'll, they'll be fine. Let me ask you this uh, then, mate. Obviously, we're talking about Parramatta and how potentially they could go on and win their first grand final. And this is their biggest chance, at least um, for a very long time, probably since two thousand and nine or two thousand and one, to win this premiership. How can how exactly can they cause that that massive boil over against Penrith? What do they have to do 
to do it because I said on the podcast last year, if I just put my take in, I reckon that um, ultimately they're going to try to pressure Cleary. And, you know, I feel like Matty Johns put a really good point on his podcast about how I feel like the refs are definitely going to be, um, you know, they're going to have to make some tough calls potentially because I think both teams will be pushing that line on discipline, um, trying to hold on for a little bit longer so there's slower player balls. So both teams, big forwards, can put as much pressure on the halves as possible. I think Cleary and Moses are going to be big targets in this game and whoever can handle that composure better um, in those key moments with their kicking game, especially when they're, um, you know, on the line attacking, uh, attacking and Penrith's got the best defence one of the best defenses we've ever seen, they're going to be rushing off the line to try to get to Moses as quickly as possible. I think whoever can handle that pressure the most, and Cleary's shown it time and time again that he has, and Moses has to continue to improve and get to Cleary's level, um, like he did in that, this game last year, whoever can handle that composure and still um, produce the best ro- results are going to win that game. But ultimately, that forward battle, the one-two punch I mentioned at Parramatta last week, the junior, Paul and Regal, Campbell-Gillard, one after another, first, second tackle, whether it's third, fourth tackle, to them to, you know, make a good 10, 15 metres, get a quick play of the ball. I think that's crucial for Parramatta. What do you think, Cos? How, how does Parramatta get over Penrith from Friday? Yeah, exa- exactly what you said. You know, get over the top of their forwards. And Mitch Moses, we've talked about it for years, like, in, especially in finals games where, he, like, he goes missing, the number seven goes missing, you know. When Parramatta need him most, where is he? We don't know. He's he's gone missing, and then they repeat again the next year. They do all the hard work to get into the finals, and then when, when it comes to that pressure game, like, but you know, in saying that, last year was we can't really say he went missing in that in that Panthers game last year. He was eight six, and you know, Josh has already expressed how he felt about that. So I won't go into it, but uh, yeah, like. This year, I think, you know, lessons learned from previous seasons, and I think they'll be um, primed and ready to go and have a game plan, and hopefully it pays off for them. Well, the thing that Penrith have to be careful with as well, if they target Moses so much, they could potentially give Dylan Brown a little bit more room and seeing what he's been yeah. able to do in space this year, I mean, that could yeah. be a massive X factor for Parramatta. Matt yeah. Dupont, um, Doopy, I don't know why I call you Matt Dupont, that's a first on this show, <laughs> but Doopy... What about Penrith, mate? What do they have to do to win? Obviously, they're the uh, consummate professionals. They've been in this situation a lot in the past few years. Haven't played a lot of footy together, but um, they're still, you know, the team to beat in this competition. And, you know, do you think their game plan, obviously, um, you know, has them putting as much pressure on Moses as possible? What does Penrith have to do to win this game come Friday? I mean, I'd, be, I'd definitely be trying to target Moses because, obviously, he's not really finals proven and whatnot and you know really they just need to try and do what they've done for the last two years just same sort of game plan um and i think their forwards need to be immense because i think paris forward pack lately has been um fantastic but um yeah man they basically just need to do what they've done for the last two years in my opinion uh, for me it's, it's up to Parramatta. If they really want it, then they've got to go out there and match Penrith because I think Penrith, I think we can all agree that Penrith are going to show up. And let's be honest, we talk about the the forward battle there between both teams. 
you we talk about how dominant Campbell Gillard and Paulo have been. Let's be honest, Leoda and Fisher Harris are no pushovers, and especially when you got the backup of Kikia, if he gets room on those edges, Leah Barden has just been imp- so impressive this year. It's probably been his best year, first grade yet. It's going to be a massive. Um, that first 10, 15 minutes could be um, the deciding factor in this game, and I expect, you know, fireworks. I think this has all the makings of something like an origin encounter and how intense this game is going to be. Both of these teams hate each other. I'll start with the. Um, the man that didn't speak for such a long time and, you know, he's just got a lot of valuable um, assets, assets, I guess, that he can add to this podcast. Culture, who wins Friday night and why? Who wins? Uh, I've got, um, I'm going to tip Parramatta to win and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like a massive boil over. I think um, the odds are a bit harsh on them. I think they should be a bit shorter than $3.10 or whatever they are. But I'm just going to tip Parramatta. I've just got this feeling. I just got, you know, they snuck home into the top four last week, and we all know the history of the top four. And you've got to be in the top four to win the comp. And I think just little little stars are aligning for them. So I think um, I think they'll be up for it, especially their, their big forwards. And uh, I think uh, Moses and Gutherson will be in for a big night. And yeah, I've just got I've just got them. Just yeah. Winning week and week one's a very very important week to win, I think, because um, especially in the top four with that, um, where you go straight into the prelim. So, and I'd be hosting the prelim at Parramatta if they'd win this yeah, game. I think losing week one and winning the grand final doesn't happen that often, even though it did happen last year. But I'm pretty sure, yeah. So, and yeah, I've got Parramatta winning. What about twelve? One to twelve. Be cool. Um, big upset predicted. Doopy, what about you, mate? Who wins Friday night? Um, yeah, no, look, I, I agree. I, I think Parramatta. Um, I just think that they, it's the first time in the last four years that I think Parramatta have genuinely looked good and primed and really well geared for a final series. And, you know, as you said, this has got to be the year for them. They've got some important players leaving and you know it's it's there for Parramatta for the taking if they're good enough and at their best I think that I think that they'll win this game of football but at same sort of margin I think 1-12 to 12, I expect this to be a very close game um, and I'll, I'll just say it. I don't, I don't think this will be the last time they play each other in the finals. Which we know what that means. All right, Josh, <laughs> Parramatta fan, you, you're hearing a lot of pro Parramatta comments um, in this group of lads. But let me tell you, are you going to back your heart, or do you think Penrith and their professionalism get them over the line this week? Uh, Penrith by thirty. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you said it's going to happen now. <laughs> Parramatta are ready for this game and we've been ready for the last couple of weeks and um, there's going to be no love lost between Cleary and Brown. There's already been talk in the media around the two and expect them to get into into each other. But I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I think the biggest sort of worries for Parra are Happy Coruscant and uh, Isaiah Yo. They're just the ball movement they can get and Parramatta's ruck defence sometimes gets a bit lazy. So um, Parramatta have to be careful there. But I think Parra by four, it's going to be a very tight game. But um, I expect Parra to get on top in the first half and then hold Penrith out. 
Well, you mentioned Isaiah Yo, and I think that he's such an important weak man there that everybody's expecting Cleary or Luai or even Dylan Edwards to be that guy that breaks the game open. But I think he is an X factor and could potentially win this game for Penrith. So to mention his name, I think that's a, a really good point. Look, I've been on Paramount all year, and I feel like I've been critical at times of them on the podcast for their inconsistency, and I've always said that it's a make-or-break year for them. They've got to at least make the grand final. I'm going to stick with that. I think that Parramatta are going to prove on Friday why they are the team to beat in this competition. I feel like, um, you know, they are the team that are carrying the most momentum into the finals. I think this is the biggest chance they're going to have in a very long time to break this, you know, 36-year premiership drought. 2022, it's a year of comebacks. So you're a comeback, boys. Top Gun Maverick. Maverick's back in cinemas. Top Gun was the highest-grossing movie in 1986. The Eels could be the highest-grossing NRL team of 2022. And I think, you know what? I think that is the year of comebacks. And, you know, as a South Sydney fan, I've just got to say I'll see Parramatta in the grand final. I've got Parramatta by four points. And because we've all tipped, and I expected someone to tip Penrith, I think we've done the absolute worst thing we could do. And I think Penrith are going to flog them now. Because I think it's it's amazing that we're all taking such a massive upset in the first game of this round. So I am shocked about that. But I think Parramatta are going to prove, and this is going to be five years of hard work that Brad Arthur has built. The, the foundations of this club, we're going to see it delivered come Friday night. All right, we're going to get into our Raiders Storm preview now. Um, I'm going to cross over to my conversation with Nicole Chi last night. We'll be back after that game. I'm going to let these boys do a quick talk about who they think is going to win that match, and then we'll get into the final two games of the week. The other top four match coming up um, shortly after this elimination final, the Sharks versus Cowboys. We'll be back. I'll be back with the boys, but over to me, Steve. Take it away. In their job, their backs aren't going to get space and time to do their work. Harry Grant last week, out of every player on that field, including those Parramatta big forwards and their players that played some great football, Dylan Brown was in fine touch again for Parramatta. I feel like he might have been the best player out there last week, Nick. He made over 50 tackles, over 100 metres, scored a great try to get Melbourne back in the game, and I feel like he could be the difference maker come Saturday night. I would have to agree. Uh... Brent Smith also off the bench. I feel like he gives him a bit of a different option coming out of that dummy half position if that's the way they want to go. But you know, I'd have to agree with Harry Grant being a massive X factor as well. Obviously, with Canberra, they probably weren't expected to make the finals a month ago. They finally called it in this situation. I called that they would get there, uh, and your beloved Broncos would drop out. Sorry to rub salt into the wound, but nah. ultimately they they cost themselves the season. The Broncos had some dismal performances near the back end of the season, and obviously they ended a big preseason for next year but Canberra honestly they didn't they weren't probably expecting to be in this position a month or two ago they now find themselves really with nothing to lose and how big of a scout would it be if they can eliminate the Melbourne Storm first week of the finals it's almost unheard of since Craig Bellamy took over that the Storm rolled out in that first week of the finals it's happened very little times and Nick we've talked about Melbourne plenty what do you think Canberra have to do to win obviously they they, I think they're a little bit better exponents of playing Adelaide footy than Melbourne. Mm. They don't seem as structured. They don't seem as organised. Who do you think is going to be the keys to Canberra getting a victory on Saturday night? Jack Wyden, for sure. Look, I think ultimately the key is... This game's probably going to be won within the first half because I think, you know, as you said, Melbourne have been starting a bit slow in the last couple of weeks. Uh, what were they down? They were down 6-14 against the Roosters in the first yep, half. They were. They're also, yeah, they're also down big by the end of the first half last week. So, yeah, I definitely feel like this game's probably going to be won in the first you know, first 40 minutes, if not the first 20 minutes. So, yeah, I, I believe whoever's going to start well this, in this game is probably going to end up taking out the victory. 
All right, well, we've talked about, you know, the aspects, and I agree. I think Jack Whiten's an X-factor. What he brings to this Canberra Raiders side is unparalleled. He's um, the ultimate competitor. When the game seems lost, Jack Whiten can still lead the fire, but I believe him and Tarpany he hold the key. I think that the battle between Jerome Hughes and Jamil Fogarty and who manages the game better will be a good one. I think Fogarty's been outstanding and very underrated his performances since he came back from injury. But we mentioned the forward pack. We both agree it's probably going to be one in there and who can get their key men into positions where they get more time with the football to you know clinch these game-winning moments in finals football. Ultimately going to be the key here, like we will for most finals this weekend. How do you see this going going? Who do you think takes the uh, the victory and moves on and survives for another week, Nikolji? Probably not going to make any make too many fans my tip, but I'm going to back the Raiders this week. Mm-hmm. I, f- I think the cool. I think the yeah, like I said at the start of the, the start of this segment, there's just been a lot of fatigue and a lot of a lot of injuries coming out of the Melbourne camp. So if they had Pappenhausen this week, I definitely wouldn't be backing the Raiders. But they probably wouldn't find themselves in a five eight elimination final if they had Pappenhausen for the last you know two or so months. But I'm going to back the Raiders because I think they're going to start well, and ultimately I think they're just going to have enough through their forwards and through through the managers in the six and seven just to scrape through in the end. Probably Canberra in the probably in by one try, I'd say. I still think the Melbourne Storm can win this premiership, and I think that Craig Bellamy is going to have them ready, fired up to go. I know I agree with your points; they've looked fatigued in recent weeks, but I just feel like a team with Green, Munster, Hughes—they're not going to get kept down for long. Their forwards can match the intensity. Uh, that the Canberra Raiders bring, and they will bring it uh, under those leaders, Papalihi and Tarpany. I think the Storm are massive, um, are massive bets this week. I think that they're really going to bounce back. This is really the Storm's last hurrah of a lot of the team that's been assembled mm. over the last 10 years. They've been developing young players this season, but especially their forward pack, basically getting uh, you know disassembled with a lot of them going to the Dolphins, Brenna Smith going to the Roosters. This is a little bit of their last dance, and who knows how many years Bellamy's got left. I feel like the Storm are going to show why they've been such a dominant team over the last 20 years this weekend, and I think that it's how do you back against... I know Ricky Stewart is a great coach, and I know he's got you know a great record down there in Melbourne against Bellamy, but how do you back against Bellamy when his team's against the ropes, and I know it's been uncharacteristic the way that Melbourne have you know, competed at points during this season, but I just think their professionalism, the way they approach games is going to be on full force on Saturday night, and I'm going to go the Melbourne Storm by 22 points, and that's yeah. a big call, <laughs> but I just think that if the Storm can match them in the forwards and match that intensity early that we all know Canberra are going to bring in, I think that Canberra lack the polish and lack the experience that Melbourne have, and I think that Melbourne... Um, get away near the end of the game. So I'm going to tip Melbourne by 22, and I think Melbourne move on to versus the loser of Penrith and Parramatta on Friday night next week, and ultimately whoever wins this game will do that. Before we let you go, Nick, thanks for being on the show again this week, mate. I appreciate you the last few weeks jumping on. I think you've done a really good job. We've still got two matches for the rest of the round, and I'm going to really deep dive into them shortly. But before you get going, I'm going to ask you, like I will all my guests this week, who else do you have this weekend? Obviously, the second Saturday game is a top four battle between the Cronulla Sharks and the North Queensland Cowboys. And then on Sunday, we had this huge elimination game, the biggest rivalry in rugby league. We previewed the match last week, but it's round two of the Rabbitohs and the Roosters two weeks in a row. Nick, who do you have for the rest of your tips this weekend? So I definitely picked the Eels in the first game, even though it's going to make myself look like an absolute idiot for not calling them my top five premiership contenders. But I want to go, I went the Eels, obviously, in the earlier game. Uh, for the next two games, I'm going to back the Sharks. 
that is contingent on if they can hold the ball. They have not looked good holding the ball in the last couple of weeks, but you know, should be able to get up. Obviously, a battle between two rookie coaches, and I just think Sharks will have a little bit more with Cowboys coming out of their state to, to play in Sydney. Um, with the well, other you look, game, at, you look at that Cronulla Grant, that 11,000. There's only 11,000 going to be in the stadium. I know that's been a massive conversation this week, but them playing in Cronulla could absolutely um, make a, a big difference uh, on Saturday night. It's going to be a hostile environment um, for the North Queensland Cowboys to enter. Uh, yeah, 100% agree. Uh, and for the Roosters and Rabbitohs game, yeah, four words, no money, no party. That's all I've got. Rabbitohs. Big call. I like it. You know I like anybody tipping the South City Rabbitohs in this podcast. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Thanks we, for having me. Hopefully we see you later this year. You might come back for the grand final show. Who knows? Hopefully it's, uh, you know, who do you want the grand final to be before I let you go? Who's your grand final prediction? Call it right now for <clears> me. You've got the... You've got the top eight there. Who's making the grand final? And I'll just put you on the spot. I just feel I just feel like I'm gonna say the Panthers will play. It's oh. it's dead radio, but it's okay because you can tell the coach he's thinking about this decision. He doesn't want to give a stupid prediction on the podcast. But Nick, we need a prediction. What do you got for me? The Panthers versus I'll say the Panthers versus the Eels. Even though I'm going to look like an idiot for not calling the Eels um, premiership contender last week. That's huge. So you, what you're saying is... Repeat last year. Parramatta lose, uh, win week one, Penrith lose, and that's exactly what gullet. happened with Param- exactly uh, Penrith right. Seahawks last year, and we get that battle again in the grand final. That's a big call. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Let's move on to the second match on, on Super Saturday, I guess. The last Super Saturday of the year. It's going to be a huge match. Matt Cosgrew and Jay Barracosa join us next to preview the Cronulla Sharks versus the North Queensland Cowboys. Going on about the Ford battle, but really it was 20-0 before they shot, fired a shot against Parramatta last weekend. And then when they did, we saw what happened, Nick. They started getting momentum. We know what form Cameron Munster is in and how much of an impact he can have in this game of football. But I think if the Fords aren't doing their job, their backs aren't going to get space and time to do their work. Harry Grant last week, out of every player on that field, including those Parramatta big forwards and their players that played some great football, Dylan Brown was in fine touch again for Parramatta. I feel like he might have been the best player out there last week, Nick. He made over 50 tackles, over 100 metres, scored a great try to get Melbourne back in the game, and I feel like he could be the difference maker come Saturday night. I would have to agree. Uh, Brent Smith also off the bench. I feel like he gives him a bit of a different option coming out of that dummy up position if that's the way they want to go, but... And I'd have to agree with Harry Grant being a massive X-factor as well. Obviously, with Canberra, they probably weren't expected to make the finals a month ago. They finally called it. In this situation, I called that they would get there, uh, and your beloved Broncos would drop out. Sorry to rub salt into the wound, but ultimately, they they cost themselves the season. The Broncos had some dismal performances near the back end of the season, and obviously, they ended a big preseason for next year. But Canberra... Honestly, they, didn't, they weren't probably expecting to be in this position a month or two ago. They now find themselves really with nothing to lose. And how big of a scout would it be if they can eliminate the Melbourne Storm first week of the finals? It's almost unheard of since Craig Bellamy took over that the Storm rolled out in that first week of the finals. It's happened very little times. And Nick, we've talked about Melbourne plenty. What do you think Canberra have to do to win? Obviously, they, they, I think they're a little bit better exponents of playing Adelaide footy than Melbourne. Mm. They don't seem as structured. They don't seem as organised. Who do you think is going to be the keys to Canberra getting a victory on Saturday night? Jack Wyden, for sure. Look, I think ultimately the key is 
this game's probably going to be won within the first half because I think, you know, as you said, Melbourne have been starting a bit slow in the last couple of weeks. Uh, what were they down? They were down 6-14 against the Roosters in the first yep, half. They were. They're also, yeah, they're also down big by the end of the first half last week. So, yeah, I definitely feel like this game's probably going to be won in the first you know, first 40 minutes, if not the first 20 minutes. So, yeah, I, I believe whoever's going to start well this, in this game is probably going to end up taking out the victory. All right, well, we've talked about, you know, the aspects, and I agree. I think Jack Whiten's an X-factor. What he brings to this Canberra Raiders side is unparalleled. He's um, the ultimate competitor. When the game seems lost, Jack Whiten can still lead the fire, but I believe him and Tarpany he hold the key. I think that the battle between Jerome Hughes and Jamil Fogarty and who manages the game better will be a good one. I think Fogarty's been outstanding and very underrated his performances since he came back from injury. But we mentioned the forward pack. We both agree it's probably going to be one in there and who can get their key men into positions where they get more time with the football to you know clinch these game-winning moments in finals football. Ultimately going to be the key here, like we will for most finals this weekend. How do you see this going going? Who do you think takes the uh, the victory and moves on and survives for another week, Nicolci? Probably not going to make any make too many fans my tip, but I'm going to back the Raiders this week. Mm-hmm. I, f- I think... the cool. I think the... Yeah, like I said at the start of the, the start of this segment, there's just been a lot of fatigue and a lot of a lot of injuries coming out of the Melbourne camp. So if they had Pappenhausen this week, I definitely wouldn't be backing the Raiders, but they probably wouldn't find themselves in a 5-8 elimination final if they had Pappenhausen for the last you know two or so months. But... I'm going to back the Raiders because I think they're going to start well. And ultimately, I think they're just going to have enough through their forwards and through through the managers in the six and seven just to scrape through in the end. Probably Canberra in the probably in by one try, I'd say. I still think the Melbourne Storm can win this premiership, and I think that Craig Bellamy is going to have them ready, fired up to go. I know I agree with your points. They've looked fatigued in recent weeks, but I just feel like a team with Green, Munster, Hughes, they're not going to get kept down for long. Their forwards can match the intensity. Uh, that the Canberra Raiders bring, and they will bring it uh, under those leaders, Papalihi and Tarpany. I think the Storm are massive, um, are massive bets this week. I think that they're really going to bounce back. This is really the Storm's last hurrah of a lot of the team that's been assembled mm. over the last 10 years. They've been developing young players this season, but especially their forward pack, basically getting uh, you know disassembled if a lot of them go into this. Dolphins, Brennan Smith going to the Roosters. This is a little bit of their last dance. And who knows how many years Bellamy's got left. I feel like the Storm are going to show why they've been such a dominant team over the last 20 years this weekend. And I think that it's how do you back against... I know Ricky Stewart is a great coach. And I know he's got you know a great record down there in Melbourne against Bellamy. But how do you back against Bellamy when his team's against the ropes? And I know it's been uncharacteristic the way that Melbourne have you know competed at points during this season, but I just think the professionalism, the way they approach games is going to be on full force on Saturday night, and I'm going to go the Melbourne Storm by 22 points, and that's yeah. a big call, <laughs> but I just think that if the Storm can match them in the forwards and match that intensity early that we all know Canberra are going to bring in, I think that Canberra lack the polish and lack the experience that Melbourne have, and I think that Melbourne um, get away near the end of the game, so I'm going to tip Melbourne by 22, and I think Melbourne move on to versus loser of Penrith from Parramatta on Friday night next week, and ultimately whoever wins this game will do that. Before we let you go, Nick, thanks for being on the show again Thank this you. week, mate. I appreciate you the last few weeks jumping on. I think you've done a really good job. Thanks, We've mate. still got two matches for the rest of the round, and I'm going to really deep dive into them shortly. But before you get going, I'm going to ask you, like I will all my guests this week, who else do you have this weekend? Obviously, the second 
Saturday game is a top four battle between the Cronulla Sharks and the North Queensland Cowboys. And then on Sunday, we had this huge elimination game, the biggest rivalry in rugby league. We previewed the match last week, but it's round two of the Rabbitohs and the Roosters two weeks in a row. Nick, who do you have for the rest of your tips this weekend? So I definitely picked the Eels in the first game, even though it's going to make myself look like an absolute idiot for not calling them my top five premiership contenders. But I want to go, I went the Eels, obviously, in the earlier game. Uh, for the next two games, I'm going to back the Sharks. That is contingent on if they can hold the ball. They have not looked good holding the ball in the last couple of weeks, but you know, should be able to get up. Obviously, a battle between two rookie coaches, and I just think Sharks will have a little bit more with Cowboys coming out of their state to, to play in Sydney. Um, with the well, you, look at, you look at that Cronulla Grand, that 11,000. There's only 11,000 still in the stadium. I know that's been a massive conversation this week, but them playing in Cronulla could absolutely um, make a, a big difference uh, on Saturday night. It's going to be a hostile environment um, for the North Queensland Cowboys to enter. Uh, yeah, 100% agree. Uh, and for the Roosters and Rabbitohs game, yeah, four words, no money, no party. That's all I've got. Rabbitohs. Big call. I like it. You know I like anybody tipping the South City Rabbitohs in this podcast. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we see you later this year. You might come back for the grand final show. Who knows? Hopefully it's, uh, you know, who do you want the grand final to be before I let you go? Who's your grand final prediction? Call it right now, Bonnie. You've got the top eight there. Who's making the grand final? And I'll just put you on the spot. I just feel feel like... I'm going to say the Panthers will play. It's it's dead radio, but it's okay because you can tell the coach is thinking about this decision. He doesn't want to give a stupid prediction on the podcast. But Nick, we need a prediction. What do you got for me? The Panthers versus... I'll say the Panthers versus the Eels. Even though I'm going to look like an idiot for not calling the Eels um, premiership contender last week. That's huge. So you, what you're saying is... Repeat last year. Parramatta lose, uh, win week one, Penrith lose, and that's exactly what corner. happened with Parramatta, yeah, exactly uh, Penrith right. South last year, and we get that battle again in the grand final. That's a big call. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Let's move on to the second match on, on Super Saturday, I guess. The last Super Saturday of the year. It's going to be a huge match. Matt Cosgrew and Jay Barracosa join us next to preview the Cronulla Sharks versus the North Queensland Cowboys. All right, thanks for that conversation, Steve and the culture. It's uh, always good when I cross over to myself. And I've got to say, you guys, are really, you guys are really good at what you do. You've got just a great voice for podcasting. All right, let's uh, continue on now. The, the round finals week one continues, boys. I'm back with Josh Duncan, Matt Dupond, and Matt Cosgrew. And, um, you know, we're here... We're having a good time. We're talking about the football. We're excited for it to start. And if you missed our first preview, let me tell you, we're either the smartest people in every room where we enter or our tips are just insane and we're going to get zero out of four right this week. All right. Um, so the third game, the other top four match we're up to, um, maybe the forgotten game, I think it might be said this weekend. It's the game that's probably got the least hype around it. But it's such an important game that we're going through to the prelim. And these two teams have been two of the most consistent yeah. teams all year. And, you know, they deserve... Um, they deserve the spotlight, and you know they've done great work this year. So from 7:50 from Point Bet Stadium, the Cronulla Sharks host the North Queensland Cowboys. It's second versus third. These two teams have played 53 times in their history. It's the Sharks that have a 35 to 18 advantage in overall records. A huge um, stat favouring Cronulla in finals matches, though. It's the opposite way. Two to one. They played in three finals. Two to one to the North Queensland Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys. 
I believe, beat them last. It might have been 2017 when they are on the road to the grand final. In finals week one, they barely made the top eight and they eliminated Cronulla straight up. These two teams have played once in 2022 and it was uh, the Sharks who were victorious, 26-12. to 12. And, you know, these two teams have pretty much been flying under the radar as teams that a lot of people don't think can go that extra mile in the competition. The Cowboys were on top of the world in the first three to four months of this comp and they took everybody by surprise. A lot of people, including me and at least Matt Dupont on this panel, both predicted them to be wooden spooners. We were, um, you know, very, very wrong in that prediction. They came out and their defences just relayed the platform for, you know, their season. Their young guys have been so impressive. The, we've seen the likes of Cotter and Nenai and Reese Robson just explode in this competition. Um, they've obviously fallen back over the past few weeks. Cronulla have just been going at a steady pace all season. They've kind of taken an easier path into the finals. They've had some games against a lot of lower-ranked competition. They, t- to be fair, probably haven't played their best football over the last few weeks. Rookie coaches, Thanksgiving versus Payton. Guys, um, you know, these two teams have been mighty impressive in 2022. Obviously, they're probably not playing as good as they'd want to be, but the new competition starts this week, and these two teams, one of these teams is going to be one win away from the green final after Saturday night. I'm going to start um, with Matt Cosrud. Cos, how do you see these two teams? How do they line up? And... You know, who do you think is carrying the better form going into this uh, this final that will see one of these teams make the prelim? I think uh, the Sharkies probably have the slight edge on the form-wise. I think I might be, a bit, might be a bit harsh on North Queensland. I've seen that they finished second, but Cronulla have just slightly uh, flown under the radar pretty much all season, and they took a few weeks to get going, and they've... Uh, I think they've won 12 of their last 13. I think I read somewhere. I could be wrong, but or I could be making it up. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I think uh, the Sharkies have the slight advantage in uh, form-wise coming into this weekend. You're basically the spokesperson for Jake Barracos, a massive Cronulla Sharks fan. He was supposed to be on the show this week and doing this preview with you, but, um, you know, I expect you to, you know, at least say up up Cronulla five times during this preview. Josh Duncan, what about you, mate? Obviously, as I mentioned, these two teams are kind of flying under the radar, but such an important game this weekend. And obviously, Cronulla, in front of their home crowd, such a huge advantage. It only sits 11 fields, and that's a conversation for another time in terms of you know how finals and, and where they should be played. But such a, a bit of a you know graveyard for opposition to go and try to beat Cronulla at Points Bet Stadium this season. And, um, you know, it's going to be a tough ask for the Cowboys, but they some of their favourite... Sons return to Cronulla. Valentine Holmes and um, you know Chad Townsend both won a premiership there. I think that they're going to be ready and you know up for this match. And I think it could it could easily go either way. I could see this game either team winning. What do you think, Josh, about these two teams and how they uh, match up against each other? Yeah, look, this is the game I'm most undecided about because judging on their form recently, I've watched the Sharks the last couple of weeks. They just look so clunky at times and they've played bottom eight teams over the last couple of over the last month and a half the, they've hardly played any top eight teams the Knights and, and Bulldogs was, games it was almost like they were going through the motions yeah they just it just there was no purpose there was no drive like the first half and I mean first half of the season and I just don't get tele- how they've misused Talakai they um, were fantastic with him early on and gave him plenty of ball, plenty of room, and then 
it's either his fitness or the Sharks just forgot how to use him. And now he just sits out there in the centres. He's been injured for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, I just... And the Cowboys, I can't decide on them either because they started off so well. And recently they've been playing some pretty good footy. But it looks like if you shut down Nanai, if you shut down um, Dearden, then there's not really much... There's not really much fight from the Cowboys. Drinkwater's so hot and cold, if you put a bit of pressure on him, he'll crack. He'll make so many mistakes in a game. I think this game could be so riddled with errors based on the recent outings from the Cowboys and Sharks. And it's going to be a hard one to pick. It could go either way, as you said. Doobie, uh, I know that you're a huge fan of uh, Tom Dearden's commitment to potentially, you know, get rid of one of his testicles to, to play, get out there the weekend. Um, they're half partners, uh, both both the team's halves. Chad Townsend, he's just had so much composure to the Cowboys, and Nico Hines could be the buyer of the season. Beast will probably, with Adam Reynolds, you know, all three of those guys are probably the buyers of the season. But, you know, we talk about how the Cowboys have had a bit of a lull period during the season, and it was a good win over Penrith, despite it being a reserve-grade Penrith side. Do you think that the Cowboys can get back in these next few weeks to play in that style of football we saw early in the year? Their forward pack, that young forward pack, impressive. Obviously, the season's, you know, first graders in their first season in the NRL can struggle at points throughout their first full season in the competition, and it's obviously taken an effect on the club. Do you think they're going to be ready to go down to Cronulla and um, bring it to the Sharkies? Because I know that you've been to the Shire this year at Points Bet Stadium. It's... Um, you know, a hell of an atmosphere when it's full of Cronulla fans, for sure. Yeah, and look, basically with... I, I sort of agree with you guys with... Both teams don't necessarily look too crash hot in terms of the way they're playing. Let's not forget that Cronulla won the comp in 2016, going into finals, winning one of their last four games, as did the Cowboys in 2015. So I don't think they necessarily need to be playing very well at the moment and you've got to peak at the right time of the season it's almost like a new competition for finals football yeah and I think that both teams basically knew a month ago that they'd be playing in a in a, in a um, preliminary qualifier making the top four basically and I think that both of them are quietly timing their run especially Cronulla in my opinion I think that they're, they're obviously last couple of years a lot more used to playing finals footy and they usually seem to be in a decent position going into finals not necessarily playing the greatest brand of football I mean Cronulla are pretty renowned for playing a pretty well let's be honest ugly style of play but they just know how to grind out results um so I think this is such a tough game to tip um but yeah, I think both teams are really primed for a good final series. What do you think is going to be the keys to victory? Um, Cos, we'll start with you, and uh, who do you think is ultimately going to get up come Saturday night? The keys to victory is the home ground advantage. This was the big deciding factor for me where this game was going to be played, whether it was going to be Shark Park or North Queensland. And 11,000... Sharks fans and there'll be a sprinkle of Cowboys in there somewhere but I think the home field advantage will get the uh, the boys over the line up 
up Cronulla. Jake Barracosa would be pre-ad. Uh, Josh, what you, about you, mate? How do you see this one going down come Saturday? Yeah, look, home game event is massive. And, I mean, it's just... I think Will Kennedy back, being back for the Sharks is a massive in as well. Um, being so understated. And I feel like he's the, been the missing key in the Sharks' back line, even though they've had some decent fill-ins. I think Will Kennedy being back hopefully gives them that extra spark. Um, got the Sharks by eight, but not confidently. Doobie, what do you think about this one, mate? Yeah, look, um, Kennedy back, Rudolph back, Tracy back. Those massive. are three guys who... Massive. Three guys who don't get the raps that they deserve, um, but three guys who, you know, absolutely lead blue for Cronulla um, and I think that them being back plus the home ground advantage would be enough for Cronulla to get over the line I go Cronulla by six I think the Cowboys will be up for this but um, yeah just being down there at Shark Park to get into a prelim I just can't see Cronulla getting beat I'm actually going to go the opposite way of all you three and I'm going to tip the Cowboys I think that the Cowboys forward pack and it's crazy saying this because for Cronulla, they've been so great this year, you know, making this football team into such a professional side of Craig Fitzgibbon, the likes of Cameron McInnes and Dale Finucane, and obviously their, their leader. But I just think that the Cowboys forward back are going to be ripping at a tear, and I think they are going to get over the top of the Sharks forward back. I'm actually questioning some of these guys. I don't think Finucane and McInnes can do it all. I think that the likes of you, uh, Brendan Hammond Ueli, I think for feeder off the bench has to be huge. I think that um, the likes of Nakora and Wade Graham need to be better because I think Tala Lolo, um, Cotter, Nanai, Reese Robson, I think they're going to be coming and I think they're just going to... It might be a, an arrogant thing to say and a disrespectful thing to say to Cronulla, but I think the Cowboys forward pack is going to roll over the top of Cronulla. So I don't know how Cronulla contain these guys for 80 minutes. I think we're going to see a Cowboys performance like we saw earlier in the season. I think they're ready to go... Um, Deedon and, and Townsend in particular, Townsend spoke this week about how important this game is and how he's so excited to get back in front of the, you know, his old home for so many years there down there in Cronulla. And I think that if we go off my opinion, which we the Cowboys forward packs getting over the top of Cronulla's early in this contest, I feel like they've got too much strike for Cronulla to hold out. And Cronulla are a great defensive side. They've been one of the best for several years. But I think that... You know, Josh was critical of Drinkwater, but I think that um, when he's on, he's on. You've got that threat of Holmes and Hiku, who have been both re really good, in, the, in particular Holmes has probably been the centre of the year. So much strike power out wide for him. Um, and then you've got, you know, Dearden likes to take on the line. Nanai's scoring plenty of tries at the moment. I just feel like if the Cowboys can get on top of the forward battle, which I think they will, they can um, score some points on Cronulla. And I'm actually going to go to the Cowboys by 16. I think that we're going to see a massive wow. upset down there at Cronulla this weekend, I honestly do. Um, nope. No wonder Barry didn't come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would not have liked me saying that at all. Speaking of which, I forgot to... Yeah. If the cows win, do they get a do they get a prelim up in Townsville? Yeah, or yeah. It would be, no, it'd be Townsville. Townsville. It would be huge. Yep, whoever wins this game gets yeah. the home the yeah. home prelim. Um, I forgot to ask before we started this preview, the Storm Raiders, man, Nick previewed it about you know, 15 minutes ago. Nick tipped the Raiders in a massive upset. I went the Storm by 22. Who do you guys think are going to win come the first game of Saturday afternoon? I'll start with uh, you, Doobie. 
I, I like the Raiders, man. I I think I think the I think the bottom bottom four basically are base but like they're all going into this final series in almost better form than the um than the top sorry, the bottom three are going into this in better form than, you know, the other five teams and I think the Raiders have been fantastic lately. Um so yeah, I go the Raiders in Raiders, Raiders in a in a close one. Um, we'll also add though that I totally agree with Corey Halls where the Hudson Young should get a Kangaroos jersey because I think he's been absolutely sensational this season for Canberra. He's been enormous, and that added boost I mentioned on the preview of the Raiders being able to rest Elliot Whitehead and Jack White in two crucial parts of their side. Um, a huge. I just think that. The storm of seeing tired, and that was what Nicolci used. The um, the storm being tired for for several weeks now. I just think that this is like their last dance situation. All their forward packs are leaving at the end of the year. I think Bellamy's going to have them fired up and ready to go. I think that I don't know if they can win the premiership, but I feel like uh, they've got a point to prove because they were poor um, for you know 50 minutes last week against Parramatta, but once they got going, they uh, they scored points quickly and actually, you know, gave the Eels a little bit of bother and did that game wait for another 10 minutes, maybe the Storm get up. Hughes back, I think it's a massive inclusion. That's why I've gone the Storm. But what do you think, Josh? Why, uh, who do you think's winning on Saturday? Um, well, I, a couple of days ago, I was thinking the Raiders, but I've honestly swapped. I, it's going to be a tight game either way. I think it's going to be within four. Uh, just something about the Raiders and the Storm. Just it always seems to be hard-fought battles, and it's just one of those games. I think it's going to be going down to the last five minutes. But I think Melbourne's class will just get them home. And I mean, Harry Grant has been critical of himself recently, and I think he's going to have an absolute blinder. Um, but yeah, I've got Melbourne by two. Well, my two, what about you, Coz? Um, I know that you, you spoke earlier in the group chat last week about who you think is going to win that game. You still follow on that and ultimately tell the, yeah. tell the people at home who you think is going to get up? Yeah, I'm still backing the Raiders. They've got positive record down at Amy. And, uh, yeah, the Storm just, I don't know, it's just, it's just not doing it for me at the moment. It's, I think um, I got, like, 2014 vibes where Canterbury knocked them out week one in the same matchup, fifth v eight. So I just got yeah Canberra. I guess you can technically call call, call it an upset, but with a positive record, I think they're the only team with a positive record down in Amy Park. Well, overall, they've just been so impressive down there, and obviously they're carrying so much momentum heading into this final series. They've yeah. been great the last month yeah, of 47. Massive last month. Absolutely, I can see what. Go ahead. On Sunday, like that was just ridiculous. That first half, forty-two nil, just you know, not versus nobodies, but you know, still. That was about one. Every team has put not every team put forty-two on West in one half, so you know. See, I've lost the West this year. And and Parramatta, so yeah. no bigger. <laughs> Um, mate, yeah, I, they even managed to rest Widen and and and, uh, and Whitehead, like I said, well, but yeah. It's huge. It's huge for the Raiders to be in this position, and they're carrying all the momentum through. I just feel like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be. It. The Raiders have to be ready for the war because I think the Storm are going to get. You're going to get a Storm side that's ready for it come Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's get into the final game of the round. Um, and 
I haven't done my due diligence because I couldn't be bothered, guys. I'll be honest, to go for 115 years and see how many times these guys have played in finals matches. So I don't have the finals record, but um, 4.05 p.m., it's the two oldest teams in rugby league going at it, the biggest rivalry in rugby league history. I'm a South Sydney fan, so you know, know I hate the other guys, so I can't be unbiased when it comes to this game, really, but I'll try my best. I did predict the Roosters to win the premiership early in the year, but from 4.05 p.m., um, from Allianz Stadium, the Sydney Roosters versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs, six versus seven. These two guys, these two teams played last week. The Roosters um, end up getting the chocolates. Obviously, several key outs for both sides, including Kim Murray going down that first half of the game, which again, I question why um, both teams you know, use their big guns, especially if the Roosters losing Joey Manu to a, um, a potential season ending injury as well. So, you know. The Roosters won the right to host this game at the new Allianz, and it's going to be a huge rivalry. These two teams have played against each other 228 times. It's the Rabbitohs um, that have the uh, overall record. The Rabbitohs won 124 times. Uh, sorry, 119 times. The Roosters won 104. There has been five draws. Recent history in these finals matches... Um, 2013, 2018, and both them were prelims. And in the first week in 2019, the Roosters uh, won. And in 2014, the Rabbitohs won in the prelim to get to the grand final where they ended up winning their first uh, grand final in, you know, 43 years. So a lot of history between these two clubs. These Everyone in the organisation, to the fans, to the players, to the coaches, to the owners, hate each other really when it comes to these two clubs. It's going to be a big event on, on um, Sunday. Obviously, we saw it very recently. It's definitely going to be a very different game um, come Sunday afternoon. Josh, what did you um, see that you think... Do you think last week's going to play a factor at all? Obviously, the Roosters get back um, some stars, players in Radley and Hargraves and and several others, um, and see us get back You know, some big guns in Murray, Cook, and Campbell Graham. Do you think last week carries any weight heading into this finals match? And who do you think has the advantage? No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a brand new game, and both teams are gonna be fired up. And I think this will this will probably be the game of the round. It's just that much history behind it, that much hate, and I mean the Roosters fans after Latrell's comments yesterday or the day before, they are going to rip and tear him apart as soon as he kicks a goal, which I'm quite keen for. Um, I mean, it's just going to be... It's going to be a bloodbath. It, as as you alluded to, the club, the coaches, the staff, the players, everyone hates each other, from the Roosters to the Rabbits. And I mean, um, South will be sweating on Cameron Murray to pass all the HIA protocols, given that he's had two HIAs in the past month. So hopefully he'll be ready to go. Um, but, I mean, home ground advantage is going to be very... It's going to be fun to see um, Allianz be filled up for another another game, whereas next year we won't see it half-filled like it used to be, like the good old Allianz that we used to love. <laughs> All right, what do you think, uh, Dupont? I've got an echo here by someone, so can someone fix that for me? Thank you. You've been grabbing the podcast, guys. But uh, we're going to go to Dupont. What do you think um, 
about last week's result do you think it bears anyway and you know who do you think takes the momentum the Roosters got the win last week they got the chocolates but the Rabbitohs probably ended that game a little bit better um you know they they scored a couple tries late and they probably ended with the momentum overall what do you think um you know the the return of the players mean and obviously Joey Mann is a big out for Sydney I think last week means absolutely nothing considering all the players that are out um and yeah, like for for me this week, so much of this game is all about jo- Joey Manu being out. The fact that he's out, in my opinion, it really tips it in South's favour. Like I think people just do not understand how important that guy is. Like overall, if for a guy who can play in any position, I think he's like the best player in the world. Simply on the fact that he can literally just be put anywhere. And get and do a job. And I don't think there's any other player in the comp that can do what he does. And him being out is so crucial to them. He's he's like having an extra playmaker. He gets as much work done as a forward does. He's just the complete footballer. And I, I, I think him being out is just absolutely massive for the Roosters. And I think it's going to make such a big difference in the result of this game. And ultimately, he defends the Rabbitohs' left-hand side. You know, the explosive Mitchell, Walker, and Johnson. And they got kept quiet last week, and they, you know, resorted to going to the right as much as they could. Tane Milne, I believe, scored a try there um, on that side. So it'll be interesting to see how South approach it with him out. Drew Hutchins in the centres now, and, you know, he's another utility that can play almost anywhere, but it's a hard job to come in the centres in a finals match. Obviously, he hasn't played too much football there. Um, you know, ultimately, you mentioned you don't think it means anything last weekend. Well, the Roosters got the home advantage, but I think that it doesn't matter where these two teams play. The hatred's always going to be there. And one thing that the Roosters probably got over the top of South last week was the forward battle. Hargraves and Matt Lodge were impressive, like they have been the last two months, and they've been such a key component of why the Roosters have been on this huge resurgent run. Tavita Tatola and Tom Burgess were quite, and they were outstanding in round 24 against the North Queensland Cowboys. And um, Tom Burgess, in particular, I think he made over 200 metres. Totola wasn't too far behind him. It's going to be a big battle up front, but I think with Cam Murray coming back into the side, he, in that Cowboys game, and even for a little bit before that, he was touching the ball three to four, four uh, times a set. And with Cook coming back in and the service that he provides, I think that we saw closer to what the Roosters are going to play like this week in terms of... Um, Kiri, you know, trying to spot holes and how they're going to target Latrell and give it to Latrell Mitchell, which is to be expected. I think the Roosters showed a little bit more of their cards than the Roosters, the Rabbitohs did there, just because the Rabbitohs were without two of their most important players in Cook and um, Murray. Adding Graham in, who's such a good defender out in the edges there for South Sydney, I think that the Roosters probably, yeah, for better or worse, showed South Sydney a bit more of how they're going to play than South showed the Roosters. What do you think about that, Cos? And, um, you know, who do you think holds the advantage and who's the keys um, for both clubs heading into this weekend's match? I don't think there's uh, any advantage. doesn't matter what happened last week. doesn't matter if South's won. Uh, last week means nothing. This week's a whole new ball game, as you touched on, you know, doesn't matter where they play, the hatred's going to be there. Doesn't matter who puts on the jerseys, the hatred will be there. It's just, it's actually the game I'm looking forward to the most. And 
the keys to victory for me are the two number ones, Latrell and uh, Tedesco, especially with Joey Manu out. A lot of pressure on Tedesco to, uh, you know, be that man for the Roosters to get them into week two. One thing that Tedesco has been criticised in the past, because obviously he's, you know, they're the best fullback we've seen since Billy Slater. He's been electric, um, you know, every time he's really running out. But one thing that he's been accused of in big games before, including for the New South Wales Blues, is sometimes he seems to overplay his hands a little bit, or maybe he's touching the ball too much. Maybe um, because he's getting it too much, the opposition sees it coming. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Roosters utilise him. The battle of the halves is interesting, though, Cos, because you've got... Um, yep. Ilias and Walker and Ilias in his first full game year first grade I think has evolved into a first grade player now it's been a slow process but his kicking game's improved he's still got an error in his game but I feel like he's not afraid to take on the line Walker admittedly has not had his best season in 2022 they're a harsh combination it took a little bit to uh, gel this year it took you know probably over half the year but as of late the Walker-Kiri connection has been electric um, how do you think, you know, the halves, obviously they're going to play a very key role in determining who wins this game of football. Um, Teddy and Latrell are going to do their things. Latrell hasn't been involved enough. Um, I just want you to think about how you think both spines, including the hookers and the fullbacks, and obviously the halves, are going to line up against each other in the weekend. And, um, you know, who's going to make ultimately the most of their opportunities and who's going to be those X factors in that spine for each side? Yeah, uh, Ilias is an interesting one. Um, he's had a uh, a very interesting first year, in, uh, first grade. You know, you know. Well, oh, well, I won't say where. I'll say I was pretty much laughing. You know, at the start of the year, going, you know, who's this bloke? You know, I can't yeah. believe they got rid of Reynolds. You know, everyone's saying that. And then, you know, fast forward six months down the track, you've got Lachlan and Ilias lining up for a finals game this weekend, and um, Adam Reynolds is enjoying. You know, the off-season and Mad Monday, so... And I was critical of Ilias in the first half of the year because I didn't think he was ready for first grade, but he's evolved over the season. I think his improvement's been dramatic. Oh, yeah, that... Um, I don't, you know, don't want to bring it up, mate, but that night in Wollongong just seemed to have turned his season around. You, you, know, you want to bring it up? He got the old hook after 20 minutes when the score was 32-0. He got the old hook, and then in the press conference after the game, Demetrio said... Well, he was asked, is uh, Ilias going to line up at halfback for next week? And he said yes. And then he stuck to his word. He was named at halfback the following week. And I think he's been, he's improved leaps and bounds since that moment. Absolutely. I don't think he's had a, I don't think he's had a bad game. Well, I can't say I've watched every South game since, but, you know, I think he's improved massively since that round 15 clash. What about the Roosters' halves? You think they've definitely gotten better? And, yeah, well, um... You know, they started the season slow, and I guess when you look at, you know, hindsight, you you know, you don't want to start the season, you know, coming from experience as a Dragon supporter, you know, start fast and finish slow. I'd rather start slow, you know, finish off fast. And, you know, they, they took their time to, you know, gel and connect, and, you know, they'll just, they'll just plodding along, and then they really hit form about halfway through the season. And um, I've said it, from day one, oh, well, not day one, but I've said it from probably halfway through the season that if, if a team was going to win from outside the top four, it's probably going to be the Roosters just showing the form that uh, they've shown. But also in saying that, you know, they've got some key outs in, in Manu. So, but yeah, the uh, Kiri and Walker combination has been pretty solid, especially in the back half of the season. 
I would 100% agree with that. Doopy, we look at last year and how South went on that huge run. Now, they almost they did a similar thing in 2020 from outside the top four, and obviously they made that grand final last year, but a lot of people didn't expect them to do so. Um, heading into this week, they were without Latrell last year. Latrell has come out and, you know, been the essential, basically the centre of attention again this week, talking about how um, the Roosters fans and supporters have affected him this uh, this past week in terms of, you know, their boos and how he was limitedly, he had limited involvement last week in a lot of the game. He set up a try, but the Roosters definitely targeted him. Do you think we're going to see a different Latrell this week? Do you think that he can, his combination with Cody, which is so important, is going to be able to find their rhythm? And, you know, we know Latrell is going to have some impact on this game. He's so important to South Sydney. How do you see Latrell Mitchell um, playing come Sunday? He's got to be the best player on the field. I sort of agree with what Coz said um, in terms of the number ones being the most important players on the field. Because um, obviously Tedesco, he's got to try and get through so much more work than normal because Manu's out. But and he usually makes 20, 20 plus carries a game anyway, even with Manu there. Yeah. Yeah. But with Manu being out, there's so many other players in the Roosters side that are just going to have to get through that much more work. And whether they're capable of that in a in a finals game, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, look, Latrell, he's the problem with Latrell. Obviously, is you know things like the crowd get under his nerve, and when he when he gets frustrated, he makes dumb decisions and gives away stupid penalties. And obviously, the Manu incident from last year, sort of shit like that happens, and basically. He's got to find a way to put that at the back of his head because if he doesn't play well, South has no chance. Um, but I'm expecting after last week's game for him to really aim up this week and have a massive performance because he's the key to you guys winning. When you look at the differences in the fullbacks, you mentioned Teddy's catching it, uh, taking 30 runs a game in, in a great game for him. Latrell probably only touches it 10 to 15 times a game and the important thing for Seattle is to make sure those touches are quality touches and he has to have his, have his head right and, on, and you know, screwed on and ready to just, you know, not let that crowd affect him, not let the environment affect him and if they do that, I think Seattle will win the game. Josh, um, who do you think are the X factors in this game? How do you think the battle will be won and ultimately who do you have come Sunday afternoon? Well, um, I'm really hoping from a Parramatta perspective that the Roosters win. Just purely selfish Parramatta-ness because we cannot seem to beat you guys <laughs> no matter how hard we try. But um, I think I think the, the true importance, um, obviously Tedesco, obviously um, Latrell are going to be massive. I think Cook is such a massive factor. He, He's been playing such good footy, and hopefully he's all right from COVID. But, I mean, with COVID nowadays, it's pretty easy to recover. I think him and Murray are going to be the Rabbitohs' number one go-tos, and they they do the hard work every single week. And They do so much, clean, they do so much clean-up work as well, and that service yeah. from Damien Cook, it's not just the explosiveness and the 40 to 50 tackles. Yeah. The service that he gives that his forwards to get which, them on which, the front point is so in this game which has allowed Totola to be such a force that he's been this year because he in the weeks that without Cook Totola didn't look as good and Cook just makes any forwards look good and 
as for the Roosters, I mean, the forward pack is going to have to be massive. It's going to be a massive forwards battle. But with Manu being out and Hacho in the centres, I think Sam Walker's going to step up. And he's shown that this year he's been so good. And I think um, if, if the Roosters are to win, he's going to have a massive game, which he's shown he's developing into quite a good um, half um, he's been a bit understated with, um, obviously, Teddy and Manu, but he's been excellent the last month and a half. And I mean, I think with Joey Manu being out, it's such a massive loss. And I think the Rabbitohs have got... I think the Rabbitohs have got this game, but it's going to be a close one. It's going to be such a good game that I'm so excited for. Uh, I've got the Rabbitohs by a six. Cos, what do you think? Uh, how do, is this game won, and ultimately, who wins come Sunday? Yeah, I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in your beloved bunnies, mate. I'll back him. Uh, like, well, I don't know how often this happens. You know, playing last round and then playing the following week. I mean, well, obviously, Eels and Dragons. <laughs> I didn't want to bring it up. The one, the one that stands out for me the most. Um, yeah, remember that one, Cos. Yeah, look, so as a, that <laughs> just brings up the point of, you know, the following week means shit. So um, I think, yeah, rabbits, I'm tip, tipping the rabbits in a, to bounce back from uh, last week. And I'm expecting a big game from their uh, number one, their number six, seven and nine. Doofy, what do you think, mate? Obviously, uh, you know, we've talked about both sides' strengths and weaknesses and Doopy, uh, Doopy, Coz and uh, Josh have, you know, both tipped the Rabbitohs in an upset and, uh, you know, we probably know what I'm leaning towards just because I'm going to be biased, but uh, what do you think, mate, as the unbiased figure in the room, you know, who do you think walks away at the victory come Sunday and why? Um, I think South win. I think the Roosters will be up for it for the first 55 to 60 minutes, but I think uh, if, if South lead going into the Last 20, I think they'll run over the top of them. I actually think South will win this by four to Bane. Um, I just, I just, yeah, I, I, I think Manu being out for the Roosters is a massive game changer. And I just don't think that, I think South's outs last week were also massive. Like, Cook's service out of dummy half is absolutely crucial to South going deep into this final series. And him being back and obviously, Cameron, hopefully Cameron Murray doesn't get knocked out again in the opening seconds uh, because he's just as crucial, if not more, to their forward pack and workload. But, yeah, I think if Souths are fully fit, then I think they'll win this game. Not easy, but I think that in the end, they will by a couple tries. I agree completely. Um, I think that Murray, if he doesn't get knocked out, Souths lose because he's, he's uh, been the link yeah. man there between the halves in the forwards. He's doing the tough work, doing the clean-up work that a lot of people don't want to do in defence, and he will run all night. Him and Victor Radley are going to be in for a big battle. I think Murray will um, take the take the points over Radley overall, and I think that Souths... Um, this might sound biased, uh, but I... I honestly believe this. I feel like in this rivalry, don't get me wrong, the Roosters um, have been such a great force for you know over a decade now, but I feel like when it comes to this rivalry, especially in recent times, that it's more important to see us Sydney. And I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I feel like see us get up more when they're playing the Roosters than they do against any other team. And I know the Roosters always want to beat Seahawks, and that rivalry is so big between the clubs, but I feel like ultimately at the end of the day, beating the Roosters for the Rabbitohs 
in, if we go back and look at history, it's been more important than the Roosters beating Seahawks. And ultimately, it's an elimination final. So um, there should be no reason why either team can't get up for this game. But I feel, I feel, really feel like, you know, Seahawks get out the book of feuds this week and we are ready to go. And I think that um, that emotion is going to be on full display, perhaps to the detriment of Seahawks Sydney. And you know how emotional, you know, Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell can be. But I feel like Campbell Graham, one of the most underrated centers in the game, Cook and Murray back in. I feel like that um, that completely changes how South Sydney plays. And the Roosters are going to be up for the fight, no doubt about it. But I feel like at the end of the day, if South can aim up and somehow stop Hargraves and Lodge, and they've been in great form, I think South find a way to win. I think the Rabbitohs by four points. I think it's going to be a barn burner. I don't think this is decided um, in the first 70 minutes. I think it comes down to the last 10 minutes. And I feel, feel like somehow South find a way to get victory. All right, well, those are all our tips, guys, for finals week one. I don't know if you guys are going to, um, and I haven't even prepared this, but instead of the best bet this week, I'm actually going to provide my bracket. And I don't know if you guys want to provide a bracket and what, how you think this competition is going to go quickly in your head. But ultimately, I've got the Eels going to the prelim when they win this week over the Penrith Panthers and the Cowboys going to the prelim. Now, to get to those games, I have the... Sharks who ultimately lose, they're going to play South Sydney in week two. The winner of that is going to play Parramatta. So I've got the Rabbitohs beating the Sharks. Is that how it works? Yeah, the Rabbitohs beating the Sharks. They're going to go play the Eels in the prelim. So Eels versus South. And in the other game, it's going to be Penrith versus, Mel uh, Penrith versus Melbourne. And I expect Penrith to get the job done. And I think that Storm win this week, but Penrith ultimately beat them. So that goes to the Cowboys and Penrith and the Eels versus the Rabbitohs in two massive prelims. In those prelims, I have Parramatta winning and I have the Penrith Panthers winning. I've got Parramatta beating CS finally in the prelim and I've got the Penrith Panthers beating the North Queensland Cowboys. Into the grand final, I've got the Eels breaking the 36-year drought and winning this competition. Does anyone else want to have a stab at this? Ultimately, if the Eels lose... Um, you know, in the first game, the brackets busted straight away. But that is my predictions uh, for the finals. If we're going straight out first week and predicting it, who wants to go first? I'll go. What's the point? You're yeah, saying that uh, Paramount is going to beat Penrith four times in one year. It's big. <laughs> it's big. It's huge. It's huge. Cods, That's what do you it. got? You want to go? You seem keen. Yeah, I just got the ladder predictor up on NRL.com, so I'll just whack in my tips. So eels, I've tipped eels, Raiders, Sharks, and Rabbits. So that gives me finals week two. That gives me Panthers and Raiders, Cowboys and Rabbits. So I'll tip Panthers and Cowboys. Sorry. Sorry, Wesley. <laughs> uh, well, finals week three, prelim, Eels and Cowboys at Bank West. So I've got Eels, Sharks, and Pan Panthers. I don't see this happening at all. Anyway. <laughs> I'll tip the Panthers. <laughs> you got the same grand final. I've got the same grand final. And Eels are going to beat the Panthers five times if you include the trial match. Okay. Well, we are just jinxing this completely already. Josh, uh, give us your prediction. Give What do you got? I mean, it's it's hard to go past that Eels-Panthers grand final. I mean, I, I think once Penrith lose, it's going to be... They, they are going to gun it for the grand final. Um, there's not too many other teams that can beat Penrith, I don't think, unless um, 
by some miracle and another team beats them. But look, it's judging on what you both have said. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to ignore an Eels Penrith grand final. But I'm hoping Penrith don't make it because. I don't want them to make it to another grand final. I hope Paradise if they win this week because I hope CSB is in the prelim and uh, you know we get revenge against Penrith in the we, grand final. Uh, yeah, if we turn up against if we don't turn up against the Rabbitohs, I mean we're just your literally your bunnies. Well, you know if you guys lose this week, we'll see you in the grand final. Hopefully, yeah, damn right. Okay, <laughs> Doopy, we can't have a Rabbitohs Titans grand final, unfortunately, mate. What do you got? What do you got for me? <laughs> Um, you gotta do a full yeah, thing, or you gonna be like Josh and just half ass it? Uh, no, I, I think <laughs> Para Para win this week against Penrith. Um, we well, obviously know my tips, so I won't, I won't waste any time on that. Um, so that would mean that next week I would have the Raiders against the Panthers, which I think Penrith would win, and then I'd have yeah. South against the, the Cow. Yeah, up here in Townsville. Which I think South should win, and then yeah, I think South should play Parramatta yep. in the prelim, and I think Parramatta would win. And Panthers Cronulla, and I'd go Penrith, and then yeah, again, <laughs> same grand final. I, mean, I, I, I said it earlier that I don't think that the, I think is when we when we did the preview on the Panthers uh power game i don't think it'll be the last time they play each other this year so we're ultimately yeah, stealing actually, we're stealing doopy's prediction ultimately well, well, <laughs> we said we said earlier that they're going to win power is going to win the comp because of top gun being number one movie in 1986 and 2022 but let's not forget i know oh no it comes out after the grand final because they black adam will be number one movie of 2022 so I think it'll be Avatar too, but that's not what we're talking about, culture, we're right? We've just jinxed Parramatta, so they can't win anymore. We've well, we all tipped Parramatta to win the grand final, so when they get flogged yeah. by 40 uh, against Penrith this week. Now I, yeah, I think Parra will make it, but I don't think they'll win. Oh, here we go. Penrith yeah, go back I to think, back. I, I, think, I, think, I think Penrith will win it. I will, yeah. I think Parra beat them this week, but I don't. I don't think that they they'll beat them in the grand final. If you Parramatta get into the grand final again, you're saying they're going to lose three grand finals since '86 and lose again. That's big. Yeah. That's a big just, statement, mate. Just yeah, just just in spite of Hindy. Ah, yeah. So <laughs> he can be like ET. He can come up. He can come on the field like ET after the Sharks won their first grand final. Yes. Yes, Let's do exactly it. right. All right, well, that is our tips, guys, and that's our brackets. We'll see how far off the mark we are. We'll probably, I'll probably get zero out of four tips right this week, knowing my luck. Um, <laughs> but, guys, thanks for being a part of the show. Um, I hope to see you guys for the grand final. Cosra, is there anything, you know, any word of, words of wisdom, like you always bring to the show, that you want to say before um, before we say goodbye for this week? Um, no real words of wisdom. I'll just um, send you my new address so I can get my uh, paycheck. All right, mate. Appearance and Steve's. It should be Steve's and Cos NRL featuring Cos. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just so much time sacrificed for you, mate. It's just, I'm, I just put, put my face on your poster. Just. I appreciate it. It'll be the. the uh, PNG want it. It'll be the Cos and Steve hour next year. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> well, there's more than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt Dupont, regular um, collaboration with me in movie podcast, NRL podcast. Uh, anything you want to say before we head off? No. <laughs> thanks, Doopy. Uh, Josh, <laughs> uh, mate, good luck to Parramatta this weekend. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thank you. Good luck to the Rabbitohs, even though part of me as a Parramatta fan hopes you lose. But, um, I don't want the Roosters to win either. And just a quick shout-out quick shout out to Coz, who did not read one single member of a team list um, this entire podcast. So it's the first. You're, you're really working for that. Um, to be, to be fair, I haven't actually looked at the team list. He's I just no idea what team team And... Uh, also, thanks for Nick for being a part of the show. It's been great having him the last two weeks. And uh, Jake, 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 thank you, Nicolci. And Jake Barracosa, um, good luck this weekend to Cronulla. I, I tipped uh, the Cowboys by 16, but, um, you know, better luck next time. All right, well, thank you guys for listening to Steve's RLP Tips this week. We'll see you next week on the show. These guys won't be here. They might, but they probably won't be. Um, I will probably speak before the end of the year, guys. Enjoy your football this weekend, everybody. And uh, stay tuned for Steve's NRL footy tips. If you want to know who's going to lose every uh, finals match this year, just listen to our tips. All right, I'll see you next week on Steve's NRL footy.